Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It was looking shaky as we approached the end, but once again, the gas ran out of steam in SE7. Uh, good evening and welcome to Charlton Live, coming to you live from the valley here on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me in the studio to look back at yesterday's superb 3-1 home win against Bristol Rovers is Mr Terry Smith. How are you doing, Tal? I'm very well, thanks, and you? Yeah, yeah, it's good to have you up on the show, actually, first time in a while. It has been, yes. Yeah, yeah I've been I've, I've absconded. I've managed to, to duck out of it until today. Yeah. In fairness, it's the first time we've actually bothered turning up on a Sunday for a few weeks, what with the international <laughs> breaks true, and yeah. the Mansfield game, so it's good to be back. And uh, joining the pair of us in the studio here is uh, Lewis Cat. How are you doing, Lewis? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, we've had a great day. We have had a good we've day. had a great weekend. We have had a good weekend. Yeah, yeah. Wins, bubble bubble wins for both the men's team uh, and the women's team uh, th- this weekend. So it's a superb three-one win, uh, third uh, league victory in a row for the the men's team yesterday over Bristol Rovers. We're going to hear the highlights uh, from that game uh, in a few moments' time, including a special guest summariser, which is all, always good to see. Uh, we're going to hear exclusively from the Charlton manager Lee Bowyer. He came in to speak to Terry uh, after the game yesterday. We've also got a couple more exclusive interviews for you. I spoke to Nikki Jose and Lyle Taylor uh, today.
yesterday. So some really good stuff there, uh, in particular from Nicky, of course, who was getting one of his uh, first league starts of the season. I think he's third overall uh, yesterday. So interesting to hear his thoughts on how yesterday went. Uh, and also, like I say, spoke to Lyle as well. Uh, and then uh, later on, towards the end of the show, um, we'll talk about the women's game because they beat Crystal Palace 2-1 uh, this afternoon at the Oakwood with a literally the very last kick of the game, uh, the, the winning goal from Charlie Clifford. So we'll speak to Ratish Mishra and to Charlie uh, at the end uh, of this evening's uh, show. Um, wow, <laughs> yesterday's game, I mean, uh, my nerves were jangling uh, in that last five to ten minutes as Bristol Rovers were pumping the ball into our into our box, but thank God when, when Carlin Grant just finished him off right at the end. It was a bit, um, yeah, t- it's funny, I don't think I ever felt that that, um, that they were going to score though, I don't know if that made it's- change, I, it, was, it was a bit um, fingernail stuff, but um, I, don't, I don't ever really f- feel like they... they because I suppose I didn't get a clean shot shot on, on target or anything. I, I, I just never felt that they, we were that threatened. They never had chances, but every time there's late crosses coming into oh, the Charlton true. box, it's all, you're always just <laughs> waiting for something to fall in the wrong place. I was more concerned that the referee was going to give a, a dodgy decision because he, mm. he had that feel about him, <laughs> the referee. <laughs> no, he just, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't touch him too well, no, no, on the way no, in. Did no, you? He asked nicely, what can I do? <laughs> <laughs> it just felt like they, yeah, he was going to have a strange decision in him, and, uh, and that's the thing I was probably a bit more worried about. Yeah, but no, luckily he didn't, and Lewis, um, three wins in a row. The juggernaut exactly. is chuffing along very nicely. Yeah, we once can't again. complain, can we? We have had a bit of a slump a little while ago. It seems like we've managed to get get back on track and decent wins as well. To be honest, you know, we we had the win against Warsaw a few weeks back, uh, and a decent home performance yesterday. I think we looked uh, we looked fairly comfortable. Excellent stuff. So we want to know what you made of that performance here at the Valley yesterday against Bristol Rovers. You can get involved in tonight's show and have your views read out on air. You can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive. You can head over to the Charlton Life Forum. There's a thread on there as well for tonight's show. Let us know who you thought stood out, uh, what you made of the performance as a whole. How are you feeling now about the, the run of the season? Obviously, we're uh, going on quite nicely now, still in the top six, game in hand as well. Got Burton on Tuesday. Let us know if there's any changes you'd make for that game as well. Right, we want to listen to the, the, the commentary highlights. And now, as always, it was Terry and Greg, but you had a special guest with you, Terry. Oh, yeah, we had Lyle Taylor. It was, uh, it was good, and, and he is good. I mean, anybody who's heard Lyle speak before has, knows that he's, he's quite a well-spoken fella. Uh, intelligent man, so it was always it was always likely to be good, mm. but he was he was quality. And uh, don't forget, you'll hear from him later on in the show as well. I spoke to him at the women's game earlier, but this is uh, how the commentary highlights went down yesterday on Valley Pass with uh, with Terry, with Greg, and with Lyle Taylor. Corner comes in, looking for Pearsall, and he gets to it with his foot, but can only put it over the bar. Stop a little bit, but he's gone for the return. Joe Reba, and he's got it. Nicky Jose making a run into the Great corner ball. of the penalty area. Lovely ball, ball back across. Lapsley. George Lapsley, can he finish? Oh. Keeper saves it. And perhaps George maybe didn't put his foot through it and make the keeper work. And Bristol Rovers can clear it away. By Upson with his right foot. And the first real danger in the penalty area for Charlton to deal with. With coming up to nine minutes gone in this first half. Swung in now into the penalty area. Steele will come and claim it. It's uh, too long on the free kick and Steele comfortable. And he might have a breakaway here as Ward oh, trying to leave her into And he's kick. got ahead of the defence. A lovely chest control. He's in the box. It's oh, a dip. God, it's a wonderful finish. By Jamie Ward. The first one to react <laughs> from the free come kick on. that went straight what to Jed Steer. He spotted him running. It was a pin perfect ball out from his penalty area by Jed Steer. Lovely chest control by Jamie Ward. And then the lob over the keeper was 
executed to perfection and Charlton are 1-0 up. I'll tell you what, that is a hell of a goal from the Addicts. We've seen this man alongside us, Lowell, getting on the end of some of Jed's kicks. This time it's Jamie Ward, and what's noticeable, as soon as Steer picked it up, Ward was on the march, and Upson, who took the corner, had to try and retreat. And Ward just had more pace, and not, not only was it a great kick, but the touch as well from Ward to get it out of his body, it forced the keeper to come out, and it's a perfectly timed dink over the keeper as well. And Charlton 1-0 up after 10 minutes. What a great goal that is. The touch from Wardy there just makes the goal. The kick's brilliant from Jed, but the touch makes the goal. If, if, if his touch is off there, he doesn't get that opportunity. So, what a touch from Wardy. And, I mean, he's not even the quickest. If, if you watch him <laughs> and his little legs running in training, he's not very quick not, at all. No. But, no, the finish is, is brilliant. It's deft and it's, it's perfect. Just come off of Ledbetter, who clears. That's a foul Forward breath. towards yep. Payne, who looks to have... Oh. Ball back, oh, Pierce, but no, says the referee, and Payne's got a bit of space to work itself into, and a ball into the box, it's just past Nichols, who couldn't quite get en enough on it to steer it goalwards, but it comes back to Martin, ball into the box towards the far post, and Pierce just a little glance away, but it comes to Ledbetter, Ledbetter, crossing opportunity on the right-hand side, chips into the box, and Pierce heads away, and as far as Clark, Clark turns on his left foot, and his shot is wide, and Charlton, the first time they've come under some real threat from Bristol Rovers. <laughs> by James Clark but James he does well forcing Bristol Rovers back and they clear it away in the end lock here forward That's towards Payne ref. and Payne again the judge looked like he was fouling Billick but instead Rovers bring it forward Circum out to the left and Martin Martin shooting chance and it's a screamer and Bristol Rovers equalise the question marks over where's a free kick in the build up for the Addicts well no question it was a free kick it was Payne had already uh, used his physical presence uh, earlier on on uh, Dixdale did it again there and got away with it uh, decent finish, you've got to say, from Martin into the top left-hand corner, but uh, referee should have pulled out. So he can't get on the end of it. It comes now to Ollie Clark in the box. Clark onto his left foot, shoots, and it's right a good side. save for Steeries near post. Behind for a Bristol Rovers corner. Clears forward as Chunk got three players forward. He's looking for a Jose on the left-hand side. Touch. Jose, what lovely touch. touch. Down to Grant. Grant on the left-hand side. It's been forced out. Grant, ball in the box to a Jose. A Jose oh. shot blocked. By Upson, as it comes to Aribo. Aribo onto his left foot, shoots Ooh. straight out of the goalkeeper. Sorry if he lost us momentarily there. That was my fault. As Tell got a little bit excited and <laughs> knocked the box. But Jose's shot was blocked by Upson, came to Aribo on the edge of the box. His shot straight at the goalkeeper. And he is going to be either Jamie Ward or Nicky or Jose. Inside knowledge from Lyle suggesting that, um, Jose. These two guys practice in training? Uh, yeah, I mean, Wardy, Wardy takes a lot of set pieces and obviously Nicky's on dead balls today, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Nicky have a go at this. Looks like it will be Jose as the referee blows his whistle. Jose steps over it. Is Deflection! Oh! oh, just wide! Jose over the wall, just a little touch off one of the Bristol Rovers players in the wall. It certainly wrong-footed the goalkeeper. It looked like he might have been creeping into the other side of the post instead it's out for a corner taking it short as Dickstill has the ball Dickstill balled back to the back post he's headed on by Bauer comes down to Grant Grant trying to touch it Arriba yes come on it's Joe Arriba gets on the end of the ball and heads home for Charlton it's a little bit of a pinball situation Grant just touched it to the young Charlton midfielder who's headed just over the top of the goalkeeper got a fingertip but not enough and Charlton have the lead just before half time lovely work from Dick Steele to shape his uh, lose his man to get the shape for the cross out to back to the back side of the six, back end of the six yard box headed back across by Bauer thought for a moment and the chance had gone because Carlin just couldn't get it out from under his feet he tried a little overhead kick, didn't quite work, but it uh, found its way to Joe Rebo, who just headed it beyond the despairing arms of Bonham. 
And Charlton 2-1 up just before the break. That's a great header there from Joe and his, his pathetic pigtails. <laughs> you give him stick for that? Oh, absolutely. I'll get stick all the time. He, he tells me, Lyle, you're a 28-year-old man. You're way too old to be having blonde hair. <laughs> so I'm going to batter him. Uh, no, so it's a great header. And Carlin, Carlin does brilliant there to, to keep the ball alive. And you just see what Pat gives in the, in the op opposite um, penalty area by winning that Solid header. clears. And there's oh, the half-time whistle. It's been a busy old first 45 minutes here at the Valley. Gets it from Ward. The ball into the box. Headed away by Lockyer. Read the throw well. well Solid as well. going in the box. Comes to Ward. Ward ball across. Oh! Just beyond the Jose. Can absolutely keep it in. He can't. And the ball was just slightly oh. behind Nicky Jose. Had it been perfect, the Jose would have had a tap in. Bennett. Bennett held up by Aribo, but it's now gone past him. Corner of the penalty area. And it's... Uh, well, oh, I'm not sure that for is. a throw-in. Uh, it was a oh, shot that's gone out to the corner flag. It's not even gone off for a goal kick. It's a throw right by the corner flag. A shot taken from the right-hand edge of the penalty corner area. Corner of the penalty area. Launches it into the box again. Up towards Jed oh. Steerer. Has to tip it over the bar. That wasn't meant as a shot, but it almost dropped under the crossbar and Steer had to deal with it. But it's a Bristol corner. And we've had three minutes of added time. We're into the last Keepers one. Up. Still a dive for Bristol Rovers. Circum again with the corner on the Charlton left hand side in front of the Jimmy C Circum this one's a higher one edge of the six it's going to land Aribo gets something on it can Grant get there first he can't Ledbetter's there comes right to Circum again Circum left footed into the box Bristol with great so many men great header great from header from Christian Christian Bellick and then Fossil for area for Charlton can he finish yes Carlin Grant secures all three points for Charlton as they hit Bristol on the break. And Joe Rebo giving it out to all the players that are giving him stick all game. And Charlton have the three points in the bag. A superb defending from the Alex. There were questions in the back four that they had to answer. They had to get the ball clear. And there's the full-time whistle. Get the Charlton get the three points. Carlin Grant showing the composure. And that's 3-1, Joel, and the result. Right on time. Absolutely brilliant. The, the, the pass from Tariq, uh, it's, it's an area. You hit an area, and Carlin, obviously, the first touch from him is brilliant. It sets him away, and it, it doesn't allow anyone to get back at him. Bristol had to send everybody forward. They gambled, and Charlton made them pay the ultimate price. As Charlton run away here, 3-1 winners at the Valley. So there we go. I think you can just about hear the relief in the voices of all three of you uh, when Carlin Grant's breaking away at that empty net at the end. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's nothing better than a home win <laughs> to, to, to secure it when you're, you're spending that last five, ten minutes slightly worried that something's going to go horribly wrong. Just the relief to get that three points. So three points I feel like we deserved over the course of the game. We were the team that created the better chances for sure. Uh, and it's always nice to, to, to win the game like that right at the end. Absolutely it is. I, I don't know whether my relief was uh, over the fact that um, we got to the third goal when we were under pressure or the fact that Carla didn't fall over just <laughs> with nobody to beat. Do you know it, it just felt like it... it it did, it did feel like there was one too many touches yeah, exactly, there. It was yeah. like make, to making too it just sure of it. seemed to take forever yeah. to, to go in the back of the net. So I was a little bit concerned. Yeah. But uh, I think what it shows is uh, how far Carlin's come uh, yeah. this season especially. Uh, because uh, you just get the feeling two or three years ago, he'd have probably fluffed that. Mm. Yeah, because you know nerves or whatever would have taken over, but uh, it just shows the player he's become that uh, that was never in in doubt. I think in the end, yeah, um, so important to be able to get the three points when you're missing a player of Lyle Taylor's stature because you know 
we I was thinking, are we going to be a, a bit light up top, lightweight? And I think pr- probably we were, but we found other ways to score goals. And um, with, with Taylor out, Jose got given his chance. We're going to hear from him later on in the show. Um, I mean, what did you make of Nicky's performance? I thought um, I, I didn't think it was as good as Mansfield, if I'm honest. Um, I think, uh, but it's a different type of game. I, I don't know if you noticed, but um, they obviously had done their homework, uh, but not in the first five minutes because, or first, because um, and. Obviously, they pro- well. I say obviously, they were probably not expecting to have um, Jamie Ward sprinting past them. Mm-hmm. They were obviously so concerned about the speed of, of uh, probably uh, Jose and and Grant that uh, they completely forgot about Jamie Ward. But after the goal was scored, I don't know if you noticed how deep they then sat. I mean, their their back four, I don't think ever got beyond halfway inside their uh, beyond the halfway inside their own half. So it then became more difficult for Carlin and and. Um, Nicky Jose to try and get past them because we were obviously trying to chip the ball over them to use their pace and it, it probably didn't work as well because of that um, situation but in terms of work ethic I don't think you can question it at all uh, and I thought there were some nice touches um, and uh, you're right I, we didn't have a target man so we couldn't we couldn't operate in the same way as, as we have before mm. uh, and um, Lyle Taylor's a completely different beast to uh, to both Colin and Nicky so um, I think uh, I think it's one of those games where um, and I think Lubo says it, so I'm not going to repeat it, but it's one of those games where I think um, we didn't have to play well, we just had to grind out the win. Yeah. And, and I think 3-1 maybe flatters us a little bit, possibly. I think we deserve to win, no question about it. But uh, it was a it was a workmanlike win, that mm. one. And of course, a defensive display is going to be important, especially as in that last 10-15 minutes, as I say, when Bristol Rovers started to throw a bit of caution to the wind. So how important was it to have big big Paddy B back in that defence, the BFG? Oh, he's a he's a big miss, isn't he? We've been saying, you know, throughout the last couple of months, where we've we've been forced to sort of play uh, defenders out of position, and we've we've looked a little bit out of balance where we've had we've been forced to put Jason Pierce on his wrong side. But now now Pat's back, and we've had Christian back in the last couple of weeks. Is is starting to sort of bring that stability back to the back four. Um, I thought Christian Billick had a good game yesterday as well in front of the back four. Um, he came under a bit of criticism the last time he played in that position. Mm, I think, I thought, I thought, yeah, and I think I think he played well to, uh, yesterday. Um, and yeah, it was just an all-round professional performance. And I, you know, Bristol didn't really trouble us a huge amount. I mean, they, they had some, they had a couple of opportunities, and Jed Steer made a couple of really good saves. Um, but yeah, all-round all a comfortable performance from the Alex really. Now, that first goal was a really satisfying goal, wasn't it? I mean, we'd already had a couple of chances. We heard it in the commentary there. I mean, Pierce had one from a corner, which he might have done better with. There was one where Jose pulled it back for, for Lapsy that he probably should have done better with. Um, but then the first time Bristol get uh, Bristol Rovers get a free kick and then whip it in, you're thinking, oh, first bit of danger for us here. And we turn it into a goal. Now, Lipo, you always harps on about Jed Steer's distribution. Apparently, that's why he's in the team ahead of, uh, of, of Dylan Phillips. I mean, in terms of a kick over the top, I mean, that was the perfect ball, but there's still so much for Jamie Ward to do as well. There was, and uh, I think uh, Lyle Taylor mentioned it on the commentary, as you heard, that... Uh, you wouldn't have necessarily expected Jamie Ward to be popping up in that uh, in that position and out sprinting uh, the back uh, the back line of, of Bristol, but he did. Uh, he was there and he did it. And the first the chest control was superb. I mean, how many mm. times have we since let's try something like that? And that first touch becomes too heavy, gets too close to the keeper, and it and it just fizzles out. That chest control was immaculate, uh, and it just set him up for drawing the keeper out but he still had that lob which yeah. was just perfect it's so, it's so hard to execute yeah, that absolutely. lob on the run you can imagine yeah. you've just sprinted half the length yep. of the pitch yep. um, yep. it's interesting to know that Boyer said it in his interview yesterday and uh, Ward said it in his interview with the club that that's something they've thought about this week so they've obviously 
they've done it a few times this season, like the Barnsley game where we we hit them a couple of times on on the, the changeover of possession and hit them fast. Like they they look at a team's weakness and they find out how to exploit, it and they obviously think that there was going to be this gap behind. And if you go route one with with Ward's pace. And I say it wasn't an easy chance, but it's something they've worked on. It's nice to see when when you've looked at something in the week for it to come off and to result in a goal. Oh yeah, it was a it was just it's an unbelievable um, unbelievable kick. I mean, from watching it um, from the north stand as well, where he's he's picked the picked the corner out of the sky and sent it directly up to up to Jamie. It's just uh, it's just fantastic, and I think it's something we've been sort of desperate for Jed Steer to show off because I know he came under a bit of criticism when he first came into the side over Dylan so now he's been able to sort of showcase that distribution and it become effective and, and get that goal yesterday um, I'm really happy for Jed I think he's been really good um, the last couple of games so it was nice to see that side of his game as well as his shot stopping being able to sort of pull that out of the bag and contribute uh, to a goal from your from your own box isn't too bad so yeah, really, really impressed with Jed Steer yesterday Yeah, um, after, that, after that first goal I mean I, I don't think we really pushed on or pressed home our advantage at that point I think we, we saw I mean Boya said maybe took the foot off the gas but we certainly seemed to struggle to then continue to break them down like we were in the opening 10 minutes well I think that's from what I said earlier they, they as soon as the goal went in they their back four dropped a good 10-15 yards and they never they never really came out again so we were we obviously had a game plan game plan to, to chip the ball over into either into runners in the corners or try and hit them on the break and chip them over the top we never got really got that opportunity again until the last minute yeah I was uh, going to say their back four had dropped 10 yards yeah. and then went forward by about 100 exactly, yards exactly yeah, so, but that's because they were so desperate to try and search for the equalise um, so um, that game plan obviously uh, couldn't work so I think that threw us for the remainder of that first half a little mm. bit. I thought that uh, we we struggled to get into into our rhythm. Yeah. Um, but uh, and and the goal when it came a little bit scrappy, I suppose. But um, their goal, uh, I don't know if anybody can remember, but um, I thought Pitts was fouled in the build up to it first. I, I sort of looked up just after it happened, but it was one of those ones where you could see everyone reacting as if a foul had happened. But then they they, they just picked us off. I mean, it was a great well, finish. I mean, part of the problem with that was that uh, after he was fouled, he ran into um, Christian Billick and they both fell on the floor. Don't do that. <laughs> which doesn't, doesn't help. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, and so that left that. So, so then you've got Anthony drifting over to try and cover um, where that space was. And of course, that left um, their Joe, left Martin, back, Joe yeah. Martin wide open. Oh, it was a decent finish, to Cracking be fair. Finish, yeah. I think it just clipped the bar, actually, watching it back uh, yesterday. A superb one into the top corner. And then and then you're probably thinking, was, as, as we're going towards the the half time I mean we, we almost gifted them another goal there was both Billick and Solly in the same move had a chance to clear their lines and didn't ended up with Steer actually making a pretty good save uh, in the area so at that point you're thinking five minutes of half time so hopefully hopefully we can see this one out but then we start to just turn it on again a little bit I mean we saw that that superb move that ended up with a Jose with the ball almost six yards out and, and to be fair to the lad it was a superb uh, block from Ed Upson uh, Jose then had that free kick which on another day it hit the wall and it could have gone anywhere it was only just whistled an inch or so wide um, but Charlton kept pressing and not not the prettiest goal just before half time but you know it's, it's nice to see one like that drop to us flicked in by the man bun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean so the, the, it was a corner that I was screaming when they took that shot I was like what are you doing but eventually Dick, Dick still got into the box a crossover towards the far post I think it was Pierce or maybe Bauer yeah the Could far stick put it into an area and then Carlton actually looking quite composed despite all the chaos going around him trying to get that shot on the turn but it just looped up into the air and like I say the man bun on hand to uh, to, <laughs> to, to loop the header into the into the back of the net in such a, such a good time to edge back in, in front because I think if we had 
ended that first half at one all with perhaps Rovers doing most of the pressing towards the interval, it could have been a very different story. Yeah, it would have, it would have been very disappointing. Um, but it just shows we've we've got a bit of grit and determination to try and we to keep pressing. You know, we could have easily sort of taken it at one all and come out again in the second half, refreshed and gone for it then. But um, another goal for Joe Rebo. I mean, that's he's got a couple for the season now, which is good four, for him. Yeah. I think not up to four. Yeah, so. And I think I think again it it relates back to um, how much we've missed Pat Bauer as well having having his presence you know he's an aerial threat in the box so having him there on hand to sort of you know cause a bit cause a bit of grief for the Bristol defenders and and then obviously yeah Joe Arrivo's hair came <laughs> uh, has a use yeah, that extra couple of centimeters <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. We, we go two one up we spoke to Joe after the game uh, yesterday he came into the press conference so I, I like I love Joe as a player I think he's a great player I don't love him when he comes in for an interview because he's he's very shy and he's just very just says you know I want to score more goals I want to I want to win more games. Uh, although because I spent so long desperately trying to think of the next question I forgot to actually think about what I need to ask him I forgot to ask him about his <laughs> bloody contract so unfortunately we can hear Joe, Joe saying that he hopes that we can win some games in, in, in tomorrow's papers if you're looking forward to that um, <laughs> so so we, we, we've taken the lead at half time um, start the second half we actually came out pretty lively uh, I think we had, we had that couple of uh, a couple of decent uh, chances uh, that, that weird one where Patrick uh, Bauer headed wide from a Jason Pierce cross of all people it was a great <laughs> pull in from Pierce really, yeah. really, really, really. uh, to be fair when he kept it alive at the uh, the, the far side um, then we had that just on the hour mark I mean Wardy's got into the box and he's just pulled it behind Nicky Jose, which is such a shame because I mean that would probably would have killed the game off there but yeah, it was good to see us still having chances at the start of the second half, coming out trying to find that that killer third goal. Yeah, again, I think we uh, we, we changed our, our tech and um, because they were sitting deep, and I think we we obviously you know, Bowes had got into them half time, I suppose. Um, you know, we, I wouldn't say we were lucky we two went up, but the, the way the goal came, um, mm. it, it, uh, and element you of give, fortune about it. You got to give credit to Joe Reba for being there and, and for uh, getting his head to the ball. Um, but yeah, an element of good fortune about it. So. Um, but again, I'd, even though um, at that second half, we, I think probably it was a fairly even contest in that second half. Again, I don't think I didn't feel troubled by Bristol. I didn't, it didn't look like they were ever going to uh, tear us apart, or, or, or you know, in, in, you sense in other games that the the opposition is dangerous enough, and you think, oh well, you know, this could go wrong here. Uh, and I just didn't feel that at all. Only, I mean, we. We saw that shot from Circum that Steer took at the second attempt, which for half a second you had your heart in your mouth. But yeah, no, you're right. I think, I mean, in terms of actual chances, they had more and more of the ball, which is always going to happen when when a team's pushing for an equaliser. Um, I mean, Chris Solly had to utilise the rugby challenge at one point as well. The, the, that. That's that's now called the Billy Clock. Yeah, oh yeah, well Billy, yeah, Billy did it up at Mansfield. Yeah. Now Solly's done it at home. I mean, that was uh, genuinely if, if England. Were in need of someone, England rugby team at Twickers, because so, that was a genuinely really good challenge. It's quality, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. like Billy Clark's yeah. up at uh, up at Mansfield. The referee uh, saw it differently and gave him a yellow card. But then as we, uh, yeah, I mean Bennett had that effort where he cut him from the left, and you're thinking he obviously had the, the dollar signs in his eyes there, <laughs> about to arrow it into the top yeah. corner. Unfortunately, arrowed it out for a throw in on that far side. And when you saw that, you did think, well, maybe they're not as good as we're worried about. <laughs> but it's just when these dangerous balls start coming in. Um, I mean that that one that led to the the corner that we eventually scored from. It looked, I mean that that looked like the sort of bad luck that was going to cost us, like a, a long ball that come in, he's mishit, and all of a sudden Jed Steers having to backpedal, but he did really well to push it over. And then you know, 
it's one of your. It's, when the goalkeeper comes up for a corner, it's it's either going to go one way or the other. It's either going to be Brad Friedel, <laughs> where he's going to score, or it's going to go horribly wrong for them, and we're going to go down the other end and nick it. And as like I say, yeah, they, they had two bites of the cherry. The goal, even after the corner got cleared, the goalkeeper was very nonchalant about getting back. He's, he was still staying up, trying to grab the headlines, and eventually we got it over over the top. And Carlin Grant's pace. Well, it was a great spot by uh, Tariq in the yeah. first place uh, to, to see him running. The, the ball was 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 great and. Uh, um, Colin, you just just had to finish. I mean, that sounds simple enough, but as, as I say, I think uh, I was more concerned that he might fall over the ball mm. because it was really it was that simple to score. I had visions of. Uh, do you remember a home game against Burnley years ago where Luke Varney was going through one on one? So there was a goalkeeper in the way, but he just took forever just to finish it. We ended up drawing one on one. I just had this horrible feeling that he was going to get wiped out. The guy was going to get back, but he just used his pace. Planted it in the middle of the net. I mean, for someone who's had a, he actually had a quiet game yesterday, probably Carlin, but that's nine goals for the season yeah. now. So remember the last two years, I mean, I've got Pelters on here for saying, you know, Josh McGuinness, 10 goals, that's not too bad. We've got two players who's pretty much already got that now this season. It'd be, um, it's, it's an impossible question to answer, I guess, but um, uh, I think Josh played most of his um, games on top on his own, up top mm. on his own. Very interesting to see what uh, the return would have been had he had somebody like Lyle Taylor beside him or, um, or an informed Carlin Grant. But you know, without question, Lyle Taylor is a better goal scorer. No, the, 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 He's a better all round player as well. Yeah, exactly. He holds he holds Absolutely. the ball up player, he comes he comes back better. To have two players um who who are scoring goals for I mean I can't remember the last time well I can remember, but it's a it's a long time ago. Mm. Since we've had two strikers that'll probably both get uh, double figures this season. Well, even Hunt and Mendonca never really played at the same time, did they? They were sort of next week like one season after the yeah, other, yeah, weren't exactly, they? So yeah. Yeah, the two bents maybe, and but Marcus was really letting the team down there. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you know it's a, it's a. I'm, I'm almost liking it to likening it to, um, uh, and you guys won't remember this, of course. But Lenny Lawrence back in in the eighties when he came, and, and we had to leave here and go across to that dump uh, in Croydon, um, and that season we got promoted. On uh, and the work, you know, what Lenny Lawrence was able to do with pretty much no money either. And get a side together that got us into what it was then, what was then the first division, which is basically the Premier League. To get us up uh, with the with the small squad and the players he had was phenomenal. And um, I think what Bowyer and Jackson are doing with this squad, with with the injuries, but the fact that it's that small is 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 similar. It's it's just you know, you'd love to think that uh, it, it just if we had some backing, mm-hmm. any backing uh, of of note what we could be doing now and what they could be doing now. Because he's clearly got an eye for a player, hasn't he, Lee? And um, like I say, I mean, it's the same with Powley when he won this league. He, he had a little bit of backing, not necessarily in terms of signing fees, but enough probably more wages more wages to play with. And he built an excellent team. You just wonder with Boya what, what, what seems to be quite a good knowledge of the sort of player you want. And obviously the scouting team around him, uh, Steve Gannon, of course. Um, yeah, like I say, what what could we have have achieved? But we are now sixth still. Um, you know, the good thing is we've had our international break last week and remain sixth. Um, so we're, we're, we're there, eighteen uh, played, thirty one points. Uh, most teams around us have played nineteen. With Blackpool are on the same points and games uh, just behind us, but Doncaster are two points behind us uh, and uh, a, a game more than us as well. So we're sitting quite comfortable in the top six. We're not a million miles off if we're being honest. Sunderland were six points behind Sunderland, same games played. 10 points behind Pompey, who are obviously uh, starting to show themselves as a very good team at this league. But overall, I mean, considering how badly we all felt going into that Sunderland game at the start of the season, where I, amongst others, was slightly worried that we might get relegated. I mean, it's been a phenomenal start to the season. 
and you can't really grumble with, with what the lads have done so far. Oh, not at all. And, and it just highlights how good of a job uh, Lee Bayer and Johnny Jackson are doing. Uh, and that the players they brought in fit the Charlton ilk. You know, Lyle Taylor has just been, he's got to be the best free signing in the history of world football, surely. <laughs> it's just he's just brilliant. And, and he buys into everything Charlton. I think, you know, he's popular amongst everybody. He'll... Mm. We saw him down the women's game today showing his support and did the commentary with the guys yesterday. He just seems to really buy into what Charlton's all about and those sorts of players always do well here because they they understand and they fit in so well. And I think it just showed they've been really clever in the market. I mean, all, all the players that they've brought in this year I've been quite impressed with. You know, I've been impressed with Billet, with Josh Cullen. Um, so I think Lee Bowie has been a bit smart with who he's brought in with the limited resources that he has had. Um, and yeah we're going well so far so long may it continue mm, right we're going to hear from Lee Bowie in just one second don't forget uh, you can have your say uh, on yesterday's game you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk you can tweet us at charltonlive or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum uh, and let us know your thoughts this is exactly what Fun, uh, Fun Bluff has done she says gents uh, he says sorry gents I've taken to listening uh, to the podcast at night once I get into bed I'm not casting dispersions but can we make sure that all the good bits of tonight's show are in the first 20 minutes please cheers well because <laughs> well, otherwise you'd be asleep yeah it's, it's, half, yeah, it's, half, asleep, half, it's half past now so he'd be asleep already by now so he's, he's missed his own message being read out but there's a couple of other a couple of others on the Charlton Life forum which we'll come to in a sec uh, plenty of tweets and emails uh, have, have come through already but first of all I want to hear from uh, Lee Bayer who came in to speak to Terry uh, after yesterday's game and he was of course pleased uh, with the way that his side battled their way to victory yeah I'm, I'm, I'm delighted you know three points is always good and um, I, I think I've said it before I the games that let us has let us down already this season are games like that when it becomes uh, an ugly game and, and a bit of a fight and like the first half an hour I think we dominated that um, they couldn't get close to us they couldn't they couldn't figure out what was going on from from where I was standing and then um, obviously then we took the lead. And then we had a couple of good chances. Nicky, Nicky has to score. Joe, uh, George, George Lapsley has to score. Like with the two chances that that we have to take, you know. Um, but instead of going in three, three up half time, it ends up one all. They catch us on the break, and fellow, it's an unbelievable strike <clears throat> with his weak foot in the top corner. <laughs> Keeper's got no chance. Ends up one all, and you're thinking like it's wrong, and then obviously then we we took the lead, and and, and I think we was comfortable, you know. Um, didn't play as well second half, but that they made it difficult, and they they made it one of them games. Whenever we went past them, they brought us down. It was I like to see the tra- the foul can today because it was it was unreal. It just felt like it was stop start all the time, especially second half. So um, for me, it was it, it's good to see them all dig in and, and fight and compete together shows the togetherness you know and, and maybe last season we might not have won that game but but this season's different and, and we're all pulling for the same thing you know Delighted for uh, Jamie Ward that opening goal great spot by Jed Steer great delivery from Jed Steer great chest control and then a finish to match it was a, it was a lovely way to score a goal Yeah, yeah Jed does that's what I've said like Jed he's un- unbelievable with his feet um, his his uh, distribution is very good, and uh, obviously Wardy to make that run from the edge of his own box, 
sprint the whole way, great first touch. Keeper comes out, made it easy for him really, but he still had the finish to do. And after running all that way at full pelt, is is not an easy finish. So um, I'm pleased for him. That's his first goal, and, and and he deserves it. You know, I thought he was very good today. We had to be patient after that because it, it appeared to us uh, in the comms at least that uh, Bristol then dropped deep, quite deep, uh, to stop us trying to get in behind them, which uh, which looked like uh, was it was working a treat up to that point. So we had to we had to slightly uh, play a little bit differently after that point. Yeah, and and then towards the end, like it's, it's, teams ain't gonna, it's not gonna be easy playing here at times, you know, because teams are gonna come and try and make it difficult. Look, we're a good side. And, and teams know that, and um, so they're going to come and try and make it difficult. And, and they're no different. Bristol's just tried that, um, but but like I said, we we dug deep and and, and we kept going, and, and we got the three points. That's the most important thing. And to win ugly at times, they're the games that that get you promotion or in and amongst the promotion. So uh, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm really happy, especially with the injuries we have as well. Like people probably don't even realise, but, but nine out of that eighteen in our squad today all came from through the academy. But, like we've got we've got some kids out there. George Lapsley was everywhere, everywhere, and he was the same on Tuesday. He's he's doing really well. George uh, Joe Rebo, like they're young lads, you know, and and they're all improving, and and it's going to take like we're not going to be perfect every game. We're not going to it's not going to be pretty every game. I thought the first half hour was very good from us possession wise and then it got it got messy and, and then we dug deep and done the other side of the game so it just shows that we, we are the full package uh, and it shows as well you, you mentioned about the youngsters and I was going to bring that up with Joe and uh, uh, and George in that middle um, they had to with, with Christian alongside or just behind them they had to they had to dig deep they had to really battle when, when Bristol I wouldn't say getting on top that's probably not the right word but they were they, they were scrapping uh, and it was a tough uh, a tough area in that midfield today yeah, 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 and 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 it was very physical. Um, they, they was all putting their bodies on the line and getting getting a whack here and there, and but that, that's football, you know, that's men's football, and uh, and they all, I think the oldest one's twenty two, like <laughs> they've all dug in there and and competed, and and you need everyone to do that. And I said before, like if if you're good enough, then you're old enough. It doesn't matter how old you are. You have to. You have to do them things, and, and and they've done well today. Got to go to the well again on Tuesday. Got another another Tuesday night game in in quick succession. Um, you mentioned before that uh, Ben Reeves wasn't quite ready for today, and, and you know, we know about the others. Of course, they're long termers. But uh, would Ben be able to be in the frame for, for that one, or he's still uh, still a bit different? <sighs> well, maybe um, he had a bit of a setback on Thursday in training. He went he, he went in, um, didn't train yesterday. Um, still a bit uncomfortable today, but we're hope hopeful that he's got he's going to come back sooner than we thought because he like he went out again. Um, bit of a setback he had on Thursday, but we're, we're hopeful that maybe he might be able to play some part on Tuesday. Just depends how he gets on tomorrow and Monday. He has to obviously train, but if he can't train tomorrow, if he trains Monday, then maybe we might take him, but. It might be a case of okay, we'll we'll leave you behind this one and get him ready for the Saturday game. So we were uh, privileged to have alongside us today in the com- commentary positions, uh, Lyle Taylor. Of course, he'll be ready for Tuesday. But uh, as I said to him just at the end, there might struggle to get back in the side with uh, with the goals coming from everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's probably a good thing, you know. Believe it or not, I think it's a good thing Lowell missed this game today because I think he, he would have needed a break. Um, the last two international breaks, Lowell's been away, travelling all over the place, and, and our lads have had like three, four days off. I'll give them, I'll give them a few days off, and because you need to recharge your batteries. I, I know that I, I played myself, and it's nothing better than a, a couple of days to to recharge them. And Lowell ain't had that. He's played every game, and um, even when he, he was he was struggling with with the injuries with the injury with his stomach and he, he still played for us so um, to today missing this game might not be a bad thing for him and just to have a little break I gave him a couple of days off when he came back from his international duty so after Tuesday he played Tuesday obviously and then he had a couple of days off so hopefully he's um, raring to go Tuesday night and as a side uh, last thing that uh, with um, Patrick Bauer back uh, and, and fit and playing, uh, playing his second game um, it does give us. We we appear better balanced and and stronger. And uh, even though we were under pressure at times, you know, apart from the uh, that strike we were talking about before, that uh, you probably won't get again in another ten years. But uh, we just look a more solid defensive unit. Yeah, Pat and and Pearcey both experienced players, and and they've played together for a while now. And it's he's he's been a big miss, Pat, and um, didn't really want to play him for the full ninety today, if I'm honest. Um, but in the end when they're throwing balls into the box from all over the place then it comes a point when it's like well do you know what just stay on there <laughs> and do what you're good at and defend and head the ball and um, so yeah it's great to have Pat back well 3-1 win 3 points which uh, which is fantastic especially given the circumstances around it and uh, on to Tuesday Burton again uh, a bit like today's opponents they're, uh, they're down down there but it's still not going to be an easy game still going to be a tough one no, they're a good side at home. Um, I think they're like mid-table, aren't they? Just maybe just below mid-table. So um, yeah, that's a tough place to go. And and they're a good side at home. So um, another tough one, but we'll be um, we'll be ready, I'm sure. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Solly, so Solly wins the ball and then stabs it forward. Grant's going to put Turner under pressure. Turner, an experienced defender, no goes way. down, but no way a foul. And Grant's got away and burst into the penalty area. Switch it across and oh, it's there. And Turner scored in front of the away fans. 
It was uh, Grant up against Turner. Turner went down, claiming a free kick. It definitely wasn't. Grant burst into the penalty area, fired the ball across the six-yard box, and there was Lyle Taylor for his third league goal of the season to knock it in past Mark Oxley and the Addicts in a scrappy opening 12 minutes in the second half of taking the lead. Every time I move, every step Welcome back, it's Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio on your Sunday evening. Louis Mendes, Terry Smith and Lewis Cat coming to you live from the Valley. We just heard from Lee Bowyer speaking after yesterday's 3-1 home win against Bristol Rovers. Um, we were saying, like, even though even when he is delighted, he never sounds it, does he? <laughs> yeah, it's difficult to tell uh, by, on the radio just how delighted he was. Yeah, but he was uh, delighted, as uh, were we uh, with, with yesterday's uh, win. Um, yeah, he, he can't grumble with the job he's doing at the moment, can he? We're saying that every week. Uh, yeah, well, exactly that. And, uh, as I mentioned before, just now, um, I, I liken it to that 1985-86 um, mm. season where nobody was expecting us to do what we did. Um, and uh, to, to be sixth with the injuries we've got, I think with the squad we've got, you know, it, I think we've got probably one of the better first, what would you say, 14, 14 players mm. that we've got to our, um, available when they're fully fit, you know, if they are fully fit in one go, then I think we're a match for anyone. But, you know, how many times have we had that available this season? Probably yeah. not not often. Yeah. So, to, you know, to be sixth with, uh, with you know, what we've had available from week one week to another is um, is stunning. Right, so still to come on this evening's show, we're going to hear from Nikki Ajose. Uh, we're going to hear exclusively from Lyle Taylor as well. Uh, both of those are exclusive interviews. Then towards the end of the show, we're going to talk about uh, today's women's game. Uh, 2-1 win over Crystal Palace. Very last kick of the game. Uh, me and Lewis were down there. We had a great time watching it, actually, especially when we scored. Because <laughs> there was a few Palace who turned up and we were able to mock them when we scored, uh, which was good. Um, so we're going to hear from uh, Ratish Mishra and from Charlie Clifford uh, later on in the show. Um, we're also going to read all your tweets and emails which are coming up. Now, just before we do that, um, obviously, you had Lyle with you on the, on the commentary yesterday, um, Terry. Now, I'm trying to try and try and say this nicely, Tell, but um, I mean, you you're not a man who suffers foolish referees. Kind, my, no, uh, I know, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, and, um, I uh, yeah, my role, uh, you know, I've, my crown has gone. Basically, <laughs> yeah, what I'm my my role as the chief referee, uh, baiter and hater yeah. uh, uh, in well, the club has well, now been handed over to uh, to somebody else. Yeah, because when I heard this, I thought, oh, I think Lyle spent already too much time in, in Terry's company, which was at, at, at that point was about forty five minutes. No, I can't um, take responsibility yeah. for this at all. But so Lyle Taylor, yeah, so. Uh, Talking about the referee yesterday, Lyle Taylor uh, is very clever here, uh, and uh, if if you can just get past the subtleness of this, you might be able to work out what he was trying to call the referee. Have you got one of those referees who likes to enforce his view straight afterwards, like a school teacher? Yeah, um, love those. We we have a, or I have a word for referees like that. It, it begins with B and rhymes <laughs> yeah. with Helen. <laughs> no, I'm stumped. I'll no, 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 if you will. <laughs> If anyone can crack that yeah, code, no, no, I, I, mean, I, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Hopefully, no one at the FA can crack that one. <laughs> but yeah, uh, clearly, Lyle, uh, he hasn't called anyone a moron yet. As far uh, no, as I know, yeah. I mean, yeah. to be fair, I think um, give, yeah. him t- give him time. Yeah, let him commentate on the Keith Stroud game, and then we'll, <laughs> and then we'll talk. Right, uh, let's have a look at the correspondence. Mendonca and Astors uh, had a had a little chat on the chat on live forum and said, "Good evening, gents. A good win yesterday, even though we didn't play well. Jed Steer was my man of the match. He made two quality saves, and his distribution." 
position was excellent. Good to see Patrick Bauer back in the starting lineup. Pleased to see Carlin get another goal and draw level one league goals with Lyle uh, at nine. Incidentally, Kyle, Carlin and Lyle have as many league goals as Messi and Suarez, according to the BBC Sport app. There you go. Yeah, and you'd argue that League One's harder than uh, La Liga. No question. Yeah, because uh, English, English football is uh, notoriously the very best in Europe. So it says, really hope we can follow up uh, our three wins in a row with another one on Tuesday night at Burton Albion. Can't wait for the second round of the FA Cup against uh, Donny on Saturday. Would love to get through to the third round and draw a Premier League side here at the Valley. I was discussing, we haven't actually played a Premier League side here at the Valley since we got relegated. Is other than true? a friendly, yeah. Good Lord. Wow. The only time I think is West Ham when we played them in a friendly, but that don't count, that obviously. Don't count, so yeah, no, yeah, we've never had a, a draw uh, like that, un- unfortunately. Um, uh, Yorkshire Addict asked the question: Is Solly out of position a better left back than Naby Sar? What, what do we feel about that, Lewis? Um, yeah, I, I feel a bit more comfortable with with Solly there, um, but then again, I don't I don't think Naby's really played that badly. When he when he has been, there, I mean, we we were all uh, uh, well. No, you were at the Walsall game. You weren't at the Walsall game, were you? When Naby, I thought Naby played left back then, didn't he? And I actually I thought, thought he, he played quite, quite well. Yeah. yeah, I thought he had quite a good game. Yeah. Um, I don't think Naby's had this season, especially. He's had too many performances where he's raised any eyebrows on a negative. I think he's still got a moment in him. Yeah, I, I the feeling I have with Naby Sarah is I think he's actually quite a good footballer, but because he has these, he he has these random. You know, he starts doing random Cruyff turns in our own box and stuff <laughs> like that. Either either where too nervous and can't hack it or <laughs> and he's actually really good at it or we maybe should be nervous and I think I like things a bit of both really because I've yeah. seen I've seen when it can go wrong. Um, I think Chris Sonny's a better defender, just a better yeah. defender. Uh, well better better footballer to be fair uh, than Naby. Um I don't mind Naby, Naby as, as a left back, especially when you've got Patrick Bauer and um uh, Jason Pierce as a centre half pairing. I think um it makes the whole back four more solid, whoever you put on the flanks. But you know, sadly, that um, Naby's got a mistake in him, and mm. uh, he could be—he um, could just be excellent for eighty-five minutes and make two howlers, and, and you know they cost us goals, mm. and that's that's the sad truth of that. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's a quality footballer still, Naby, and he's shown it at times. Yeah. He can just, pick a pass. He can really pick a good. A but pass I think it, it answer the question. I think. Chris Solly yeah. all day we're talking to Chris Solly don't forget of course uh, this Wednesday coming up here at the Valley uh, is Chris Solly's uh, testimonial Q&A evening um, you can still buy tickets I think they're, they're £10 apparently ticket sales have gone quite well but um, th- there's still space for a few more people to go along um, so not only will Chris Solly be there, be there but you also be I mean what a lineup! Uh, Chris Solly uh, Chris Powell uh, Johnny Jackson and Scott Wagstaff of course who, who played so so often down that right hand side with Solly so uh, what a great lineup! you can ask your questions uh, all about Solly's time at the club uh, and that'll be a really fascinating evening obviously he's, he's been an absolute stalwart for, for Charlton so don't forget you can still get your tickets from the club website for that uh, and I'm, I dare say you'll be able to get your photo with uh, all four of those uh, those Charlton legends there uh, if you would uh, if you would like to um, uh, right uh, let's get on to the tweets as well um, the first one uh, came in uh, yes, uh, this morning even uh, from 100% Charlton uh, and they said was not the best game yesterday but the end of the day three points is what uh, we can ask for and we got that can't win them all playing exciting football so let's keep this winning run going and beat Burton on Tuesday come on you Reds Lee 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 Boya uh, that's exactly how I feel every morning when I wake up actually but um, yeah I mean uh, Bose talks about it the, 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 
the fighting to the three points. We've done that a couple of times this season. We've had games where we've just seen it out quite comfortably, like Bradford away, for example. But there have been a couple of home games, Wickham as well, perhaps, where we had to, to grind one out. And, and you have to do that in League One. We, we did it the same season when we when we got promoted under Powerly. We ground a hell of a lot of results Especially out Especially at home, because yeah. teams are going to come here. Um, the good sides are going to come here and, and match us and... and uh, uh, and we've got to then uh, make sure that they um, that, that we put up a, a good performance against the better side, i.e. Barnsley and Doncaster. <coughs> exactly. And then the the sides who are supposedly worse than us are going to come here and try and scrap for a point and sit behind the ball and deep and and not give us any space to operate in. So we've got to find a way of beating those as well, and and we've managed that. Yeah, uh, excellent stuff. Right, Cliff Scales says we were not at our best. Uh, but we ground out the win for Jed Steers save at one all was massive uh, Lee Bay was spot on when he said it was a game we probably wouldn't uh, have, have won last season I mean interesting the, the, the Steers stuff because I mean as you said earlier on in, in, in the evening Lewis he, he did I mean people were unhappy when, when, when Dylan Phillips was displaced um, but he's starting to win over a few fans now with, with the important saves he's made and of course that, that superb assist in, in the first 10 minutes yesterday Oh definitely I, I thought he, he played really well yesterday and, and import, they were both important saves I know he made even towards the end I think a couple of seasons ago we were saying about the typical Charlton bad luck that would we could have seen that dipping in and into the top corner mm. right at the end and making it making it 2-2 but you know he's, he's tipped it over and then again the, the good save just after we'd conceded as well so I think, um, yeah, with with Jed, obviously it, w- it was sort of seen, especially from from the fan side, quite harsh when when Dylan was dropped. You know, he had a he could have been seen to have made some mistakes up at South End. Um, Steers come in, and I think to be honest, he hasn't he hasn't really put a foot wrong so far. I know we had that spell where we'd conceded quite a few. We we you know we had the game up at. Up at Luton and then the Scunny as well, and yeah. then up at Scunny as well, which I think the Scunny game you couldn't really pin all on him. To be honest, that was just a bizarre game. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see him now, um, sort of making his making his mark on the team and and holding the place. And I think he deserves to be there. Yeah, we spoke to him after the Walsall game. You know, he Lewis, he'll say he's the most middle class footballer I've ever spoken yeah. to. <laughs> such a nice bloke. Yeah, well. so yeah, it seems like yeah. I'm such a nice guy. Um, uh, right, uh, London said uh, very mixed reactions to a Jose's performance yesterday. I thought he did okay, worked hard, uh, but more seemed to think he was awful, lazy, and uninterested. Uh, strange opinions were, were so varied. I, I also think players get sort of typecast, don't they? So if, if someone thinks uh, Jose's looked a bit disinterested a couple of times before, they'll say that even if they can't dis- differentiate between these current performances yesterday. I mean, like, like I say, it wasn't as good as Mansfield where he was running in behind a lot, but don't forget Mansfield at the same time. I thought they were quite attacking for a League and, Two and time coming here and they left a lot of space in behind. exactly that. And, uh, you know, I think I'd just like to, to have people look at the, the bigger picture rather than just say, well, you know, because, because he hasn't scored, because... Uh, um, he, uh, you know, he didn't create as much for, uh, for for other players as he as he did against Mansfield. It must mean, therefore, he's played badly, which isn't necessarily the truth. I mean, if if you know, if you've got a team coming and Bristol are obviously a level above Mansfield, um, and their defence is um, set up in a way that then it's going you're going to deny uh, the opposition space, then you know he's just got to work hard and try and uh, and try and make the best of it. Carlin didn't have a, have a great game in terms of what was you know a creation, a creating chances, etc. Um, but he worked hard and, and got his goal in the end. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, both both uh, pointed out yesterday when I spoke to him about the centre halves, uh, probably had a you know made it difficult for for, for them the, the Bristol uh, back back four in, in particular. So 
Yeah, not not their their best day, but they they, they plugged away and like I say, Carlin got his goal. Right, F. James said, "Good evening, champs. Great result and all round team effort. We know that in League One we're going to have to face ugly play. Uh, we were head and shoulders above. Uh, we are head and shoulders above anyone else in this league. We have a small qu- a squad with great ball players. We showed yesterday that we can play on the ground and show our quality. Yes, we will come up against a classy Pompey, Barnsley, and a Sunderland, uh, but that's all. We have the belief now and quality to surge up the table. And once we get top two. We will stay there. Uh, Boga said that to me maybe a few weeks ago. So he said, once you get in the top two, we'll stay there. So, he, I mean, that confidence that that he sort of um, had last season as well, and he got it to reflect from his squad towards the end of last year where he kept saying, we get, we're definitely getting the playoffs when we're still five points away and stuff. I mean, he, he likes to, to talk ourselves up, doesn't he? Yeah, and, and I think that's the because he, he truly believes it. I mean, he, when he came in uh, last season, the first, pretty much the first thing he said was, "We're going to get in the playoffs," um, and everybody went, "Well, yeah, maybe I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> well, that's a bit of an ask." Uh, and we did. So he firmly believes that we're capable and good enough. And I think he's right in terms of I said it just now. In terms of the squad, when it's all, when we're all fit, when all the, when every player we've got is uh, you've got that to pick from. If you've got that side to pick from, I think we're as good as anybody. And so. Um, if we can get that in the second half of the season, I mean, obviously we got January coming, and with the owner we've got, who knows what's going to happen? Hmm. You know, whether but you know we've got players who've just signed new contracts, which is good. Um, whether that mean just means we can get more money for them or not, I don't know, but uh, we'll see. If this squad stays intact, and who knows, maybe we can even add a loan or two. I don't know if we're at the ceiling of loans. I've no, no idea. Yeah, I don't think we've got five yet. Yeah. yeah. So if we can, if we can add to it, even then. Um, it's you know it, it's a possibility. Of course it is. Yeah. Right. If then um, uh, adds uh, also we need to have our first team playing on Saturday and get through to the third round. Uh, if we get a home draw against the top Premier League team, then the present squad will know what a full house at the Valley is really like. They will want to have that every week, but that won't happen uh, in this league. Onwards and upwards, lads. We'll get fourth. Uh, we'll get a fourth straight win on Tuesday, uh, no doubts. He says, have a good week, Ev. Cheers for that, Ev. I hope you have a good week uh, as well. Um, I was just thinking, actually, because he's talking about what sort of... He wants to see a very strong team against Donny in the Cup on Saturday. But I was thinking, A, I'm not sure we will. But then I was thinking, oh, you'd hope that the younger players like George Lapsley will, will get to continue to hold his place down. And I don't think we've actually really mentioned much about George from yesterday because I thought he had another really solid game. I thought he was really good yesterday. I, I picked him out as one of the standout performers. He's, he's just got... He's just like just constantly running. He's like a Duracell battery, isn't he? Just, <laughs> yeah. He just doesn't stop. And um, yeah, I, I was just I'm really impressed with him. He's he's got so much fight in him. Obviously, he's a Charlton boy, isn't he? So he gives that sort of that extra extra bit of effort because it's his boyhood club. And um, yeah, the, you know the fans love him, and I I think he's um, he's having a really good debut season in the in the first team. Really, I mean, I know he made a couple of appearances last year, but this is. The season where he's had an opportunity to really make a bit of a mark, and we saw it at the start of the season when he was chucked in at the deep end against Sunderland. But I thought we had a fairly solid game up there, and uh, and he's impressed me throughout the season when he's been called upon. Mm. Looks like Boya calls to him when he's not in the starting eleven. Looks like Boya sort of calls him to see a game out. He's just got something about him. He can run players ragged in the middle, and he's not scared of a challenge. Uh, and I just. I think I'll always love him for the uh, running up to the Luton fans when we uh, <laughs> yeah. last minute equalised. Yeah. No, that, yeah, no, that was uh, that was uh, very funny indeed. I like the fact that we're not overusing him as well because don't forget, was he eighteen, nineteen exactly. still? And that's so. why I, I think he might not figure. Not in the first. I think he might be on the bench mm. um, Tuesday. I, I'm of a but, slightly different opinion. Yeah. I think um, 
I think we'll rest players for Tuesday. I think I, I think for, for Don, you for, yeah, for Don, Don yeah. Castro, I think you'll see. Uh, yeah, not for Tuesday for Saturday. I mean, I think you'll see Tariq maybe get a full game. Billy Clark will get another uh, ninety minutes probably. He might play Patrick Bad just to get more more time in him because uh, he's obviously just come back. But he, again, he might not risk it. Naby will play, of course. Um, and then, but I think yeah, then Toby Stevenson will probably get another full game. So another uh, goal then? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Albie Morgan might start. I, I I just get the feeling Mark Marshall might start. I just think you'll see a different side yeah. and because he's said it now so many times. The league's his number one priority. He doesn't care about the cup. He really doesn't. I know yeah. we do as fans. We want to see a big club down there or or go to a big club because the cup is still in everybody's blood. You know, you just want to do well in the FA Cup. But he really doesn't care. Yeah. We've got two tough league fixtures after that FA Cup game as well, haven't we? We've got. Uh, you know, we've got the Blackpool away game, and then yeah. a couple of days after that, we've got to go up to Pompey. Yeah, you know, depending then, on the FA Cup result, we could be at Portsmouth. Yeah, and that will yeah, be a tough, tough old game. Yeah, even Blackpool is a horrible place to go uh, all the time, but in, in, in particularly in yeah, the middle of winter. Yeah, because the, the chances we'll get up there and then we'll be coming home with no football again last <laughs> exactly. season. <laughs> all right, Richard Justin says Fort Steele was superb. Hope he stays. Uh, notice that Villa are linked with, with Tom Heaton. Yeah, the question was asked uh, of, of Boyer in the week uh, by Richard Corley about whether. You know, I mean, they have a recall option on the Aston Villa deal on, on Jed Steer, so well, you never know because they've changed managers since, since he was sent out. Um, for the first, uh, for the, was it the first uh, half hour of today's game? I thought he was a cert to go back. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I haven't seen it, but yeah, that but was then, it. Uh, then it sort of um, it went better. Mm, yeah, it looks like it was a good, uh, a good uh, Birmingham a Second City derby game today. Uh, Richard then adds, uh, Ward was also brilliant, a touch of quality at this level, uh, the type of player you hated when at derby, but love for us. I mean, obviously, other than that superbly executed chip yesterday after the long ball over the top, there was a couple of times we uh, they didn't quite come off, but in the second half where he was trying to thread a couple of little balls into the air, and you could see it was almost perfect, but he just didn't quite pull it off. But that's sort of that cleverness that perhaps, I mean, Bayer always talks about his intelligence, that perhaps we don't always have in that midfield uh, from, from all the time. Isn't he so. another moment? Officially, we've only got till January. Yeah, we, we have literally only got until January, and we asked him a few weeks ago whether he'd like to stay longer, and he said maybe... Again, you never know with how it works. With, with, with us, unfortunately, London in it. Giza says, when you look at the injuries we've had and continue to have this season, you've got to say the job Bo you're doing is amazing. Just six points behind Sunderland, I wouldn't count out automatic promotion yet. Bob Liscombe, evening guys, enjoyed yesterday's game, waited for us to throw it away until Carlin sealed it to lift any doubt. What could possibly spoil our season? January transfer window. Any decent offer and Lyle will be sold, surely. Hopefully not. Don't say that. Yeah, right. Uh, Sebo says if we get into the top six at the end of the season, Bo will have to be a contender for manager uh, of the year. And uh, yeah, certainly, uh, certainly be up there. I, I, I did say I think you'd argue that getting promoted this season, just in terms of the the budget, would would be very much on a par with the season that Powell had. In terms of obviously we smashed that league, but he had a bigger budget, maybe even a better achievement because. He has his hands tied somewhat, Bose. But I'm nailed on. Yeah. I've already told you my opinion. I think if if, if we get uh, into the playoffs and we get promotion, anything like that, it's it's phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal, given what uh, what's happening around our club at the minute. Yeah. And uh, Sebo said uh, that the corner that Rovers had before the one they got before the one we broke from the third, I thought what that led to that corner. The ball had nestled in the bottom corner for a few seconds. I was waiting for the fans uh, in the Jimmy Seed uh, to erupt. I think they had a, a side netting and, and stuff like that a couple of times. So, yeah, uh, I was certainly on edge for for a couple of moments uh, in, in yesterday's game. Right, don't forget, still to come on this evening's 
uh, Charlton Live. We're going to hear from uh, Nikki Jose and Lyle Taylor exclusively in, in a few moments' time. We're also going to cover the women's game uh, from earlier on this afternoon with uh, Ritish Mishra and with Charlie Clifford. They beat the Palace uh, right at the end uh, with, with a couple of goals. Uh, you can still, we've still got a few emails and, and tweets to come in, but if you want to have your say, still plenty of time. Email studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live or you can head over to the Charlton Live uh, forum. Uh, there's a thread on there for uh, today's uh, show as well. Right, um, so this afternoon it was it was the women's game down at the Oakwood uh, against Palace. So myself and Lewis and also Glove Pup, we went down to, to cheer on the girls. Uh, but also we were lucky enough to bump into a, a couple of Charlton uh, men's teams players as well. Now, first of all, we're going to hear from, from Nicky Ajose. Now, as you hear from, from the interview, he goes down to all the women's home games. He, he just enjoys watching the football, which, which is great to see. Uh, but I spotted him there and uh, went up to, to have a quick chat with him. Now, this is... Uh, I spoke to both of the lads at half-time, so we talk about the game as it was at half-time, so you wonder why they're saying we're not winning at, the, at that time, but that's how it was um, at half-time. Charlton women had just conceded to make it one all, having battered Palace for the first half an hour or so. Um, so so that, that's what it's about. So um, we'll, we'll hear from Ajose, and obviously his time at the club so far, his performance yesterday. Uh, but first of all, uh, he's talking about the, the, the women's game as it was today uh, at half-time at one all. Yeah, it's a... Um... It's a competitive game. It probably shouldn't be. It should be probably three, four, or not. But uh, I think the girls have got some uh, injuries, so they're doing well to stay in the game. Both for second half, to so put out. Yeah. It's nice to see you down there. I know you come down there quite a lot. Actually, don't you see him play? Is it it's part of the Charlton family to, to join in with? Um, yeah, to be fair, like since they got promoted this year, the, the standards obviously a lot better. It's got some, some real quality as well. Do you know what I mean, and it's, it's I've been to probably I think every home game this season. It's good to try and. See the development you know, from each game and some really good players, and I think it's an opportunity for them to finish in the top two. You know what I mean? It's going to be between them and the Spurs. Obviously, United will, will win it, but could get into the WS1, which would be massive for these girls. Uh, right, turning our attention back to yesterday, three-one win against Bristol Rovers. It's hard fought in the end, but it deserved three points. I felt. Uh, yeah, and no, I, th- I think it was. I think it was comfortable. You know, um, without it looking comfortable, obviously they scored. They scored a world. They we um, made hard work for ourselves. We had. Couple of half chances, probably should should have done better if possibly, but yeah, it's, it's free one at home. It's come to a move on to the next next Tuesday. And obviously, from a personal point of view, you've had to be a bit patient this season with with Lyle and Carlin being so prolific at the moment. But you got you got your chance yesterday. Uh, Lee said you earned it with your performance against Mansfield during the week. How, how did you feel the game went for yourself yesterday? Uh, I'm, I wasn't particularly happy. You know, um, I would I would have liked to have got a couple of goals. Um, I've been. Been unfortunate. I think I looked it back at this morning. Lads blocked one from point by range, and then I just ward his inches away from, get, from me getting a tapping. But overall performance, I wasn't wasn't particularly happy. I thought I was poor, like quite poor to be honest. But you know that's, that's how it goes when you're not playing regularly. You just got to stick at stick at him, trying to uh, wait for your moment again. And I guess when, when you get your chances like you did on Tuesday to try and impress Lee Bowie, it's important. It's important that you take them, so you're happy to get your first goal of the season in the Mansfield game. Yeah, you know, I, I know I'm a good player. If I if I was playing 15, 16, 17 games on the spin like the boys have been doing, I'm more than more than like sure I'll be doing the same thing. But obviously, when when you're not in that position, you just got to keep your belief and uh, and your and your confidence. Really, you know, what I mean, when you're not playing games, it, it's hard. But that's part and parcel, and it's a different different experience for me. But um, it's some of the hopefully I'll look back on. And I'll make me a better player and a better person. Obviously, Lee gave you a chance, particularly at the end of last season. You had you had a good run of games, having been away on loan uh, a couple of times for the Valley. So, are you, are you feeling much more settled now, back at the club? Yeah, obviously, I'm coming back uh, the back end last year for Lee. And 
think people keep saying that he gave me my chance, but I think I was a, a massive part in us getting to where we were. We were struggling before before we obviously Lee, Lee, Lee came in, and I feel I repaid that. Obviously, it was disappointing to not really start, not getting any gains. You know, I mean, after after last year, but that, that's football, and obviously the lads have done well. Um, but for, for me now, it's just about trying to play as many games as I can, and when I do uh, make an impact, you know, it's going to be a long, a long December for us. We've got, we've got six games. It's going to be opportunities, and it's about having them moments, which um, like people like you and the fans remember for. And it's a quick turnaround for the game on, on Tuesday as well, a chance to continue this good run that we're on at Burton side that have got a decent home record in the Championship last season as well, of course. But Charlton are only going to worry about themselves, I guess, on Tuesday. Yeah, obviously we're three on the bounce in the in the well, I think four, including the FA Cup actually. So for us, it's just another game. We've, we've uh, been recovering today. Um, we'll be in tomorrow, and we go there with confidence, and we know if we if we compete, we've got the squad, and we we should we should beat these. These kind of teams, if we're being honest, we don't look at ourselves as a bottom, a bottom like six to ten team. We're looking at the top two, so these are these are the games we've just got to churn them off and just get the three points in these games. Close down by Brighton. That's a good recovery tackle from Page. It's won it back. Finds Cullen. Releases oh, Grant. What a ball that is. Into the penalty box with uh, Taylor on the opposite side. Still Grant, though. Gets cuts on his right. Shot Grant, goal. goal. Come oh, on. What a finish by Carla Grant. The ball to him was absolutely exquisite by Cullen. It split the Bradford defence in half. Carla Grant on towards the edge of the six yard box. Taylor on the opposite side of it, but cut back on his right foot and slammed it into the goal. There we go, welcome back to Charlton Live. Great to hear from uh, Nikki Jose uh, this afternoon down at the Oakwood watching the women's team. Um, interesting, uh, I asked him uh, about, I, I, you know, he, I asked him about Lebo giving him his chance towards the end of last season and he said, I think he said, I don't like people saying that he gave me his chance. I believe that I was a big part in Charlton getting towards the playoffs last season, which he was. He played a lot at the end of that season, and he, he was also saying that he felt that if he could get a run of 16, 17 games, that he could be doing what Carlin and what Lyle are doing at this moment. So you can't you can't knock his confidence. No, and and uh, I think um, anybody who scored the amount of goals he did for Swindon, wasn't it, in, in, mm. in the league, um, has got to be a, a good goal scorer. has got to be, as long as um, the ball's given to him in the right areas, I suppose. Uh, whether or not, uh, up to this point, at least, he's, he's been a, a, our style has suited his his uh, his style of play because obviously when we had Big Josh, he t- tended to play on his own up front, so there was no chance for Nicky Jose to do the same. And then when Nicky did get his chance, he was playing on his own up front. So again, I don't think that's his style. So it's a tough one, really. I, I, you know, you know, there's a goal scorer in there, and the, the performance against Mansfield shows that uh, that he's capable. No problem. And he said he had a, a he had a poor performance probably because he's judging that because he didn't score I mean I think you had to give the goalkeeper some credit for that save uh, with the one to one it was mm. a, it was a good uh, he came out quick and sprawled down in front of him did everything he was supposed to do uh, but 
he'll, he'll feel he should have scored and, and rightly so I suppose as a striker so um, and he didn't get the space and the, the and I just think as a front pairing I'm not sure uh, Carlin and Nicky Joseph can play together no to, to uh, a lack of a physical presence unfortunately I, I think with just those two right Charlton's Charl, Charlton Sol even uh, DM does say Charlton's academy is world class a constant a resource against Roland's attempt to deconstruct our squad it doesn't bear thinking about where we would be without them in a world where football's uh, market inflates beyond sustainability a good academy is the only way lower league clubs can survive I hope we never get complacent in our appreciation of it of course uh, yeah we never will because we get so many good players from it and Bo said himself uh, I think I think at one point I think it was half the squad yesterday 9 out of 18 were, all came through the academy, through the said, academy yeah, yep. which is uh, an incredible uh, record right on to the emails uh, Paul Griffiths uh, evening Paul says uh, dear all well I guess three points is the main thing but certainly not the best performance from the lads yesterday uh, throughout the game we looked very disjointed and allowed Bristol to dominate for long periods and luckily as your Bristol correspondent on the pre-match show uh, pointed out Bristol Rovers are short on goal scorers we could have easily been 3-1 down at half time rather than 2-1 up special mention uh, for Jed Steer for his amazing save and also goal assist for the first goal uh, although there were some good performances from the team we're clearly missing uh, Lyle Taylor massively up front and Ben Reeves especially on set pieces no idea why Jose uh, was taking everything yeah he took most of the corners didn't he and a couple of free kicks as well Fort George Lapsley had another good game slightly concerned about Chris Solly as uh, rugby tackling perhaps Eddie Jones will be in touch uh, yeah we could well be uh, onwards and upwards uh, back in the playoff spots and on to Tuesday night that's from Paul cheers for that uh, Paul now Nicholas Riley sends in uh, about uh, set pieces as well he says why was Nicky Jose taking corners yesterday he clearly is not very good at it <laughs> uh, I mean who, who else would you have had I guess is the question maybe Lapo maybe but I don't know it's a good point who would have taken him that's the I mean he, he must they must have made that decision pre-game yeah I thought, it, it I thought maybe Jamie Ward but then he's quite he's sort of prone to a screamer isn't he like if it falls mm. to him outside the box maybe yeah you're looking towards Jamie Ward to sort of ping one in the top corner, but it's normally then one of the one of you know somebody like Chris Solly, I suppose, um, a defender. But then um, you got the danger of being caught on a break if, uh, if if you send too many defenders up. So I don't know. I, I, I think there weren't too many other options. I guess mm. no. Right, let's uh, hear our exclusive interview with Lyle Taylor now. Again, he was at the women's game today. Um, obviously, he was suspended yesterday. Was uh, was working with Terry and Greg, as, as we heard earlier, calling the referee something that rhymes with Helend, which isn't <laughs> even a word, is it? Just, I, mean, I don't think so. No. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but so I caught up with Lyle. Uh, again, this was at half-time of the women's game. The, the girls went on to win by two goals to one. Uh, but at half-time, he felt that the one-all scoreline at that time hadn't remotely reflected uh, the, the, the run of play in that first half. Um, absolutely not. Um, it's it's almost similar to yesterday's game, to be honest, with with Charlton on top and then a, a goal out of nothing coming back. But I mean, I think we we should be good enough here to to get a few goals in the second half and, and hopefully put Palace to the sword. We come down to a few of these games. It's nice for the whole Charlton family to come together, a bumper crowd today as well to, to support the girls. Yeah, the crowds the crowds bigger than it was last time I was here, and and to be honest, yeah, I think the, the girls have turned up and they're performing. Um, it's unfortunate conceding that goal just before half time, but I think we can we can we can score a few more and, and if we do that we'll pick up three points and keep pushing towards that, that top two in the league. Um, but yeah, I mean we're just doing our bit. Nikki Nikki Josie's down here today as well and, and we're just doing our bit as supporting the girls because at the end of the day we are one club, we all wear the same kit. 
Um, and at the end of it, we are all Charlton, regardless of where Charlton's women or Charlton's men or Charlton's academy or, or even um, the, the disability team. So we are all playing under one badge and under one banner. So it's, it's nice that we are all able to support each other. Yeah. You had a bit of a day off yesterday uh, from, from playing. I mean, what, what did you think of the, the guys' performance? It was a good win in the end. It was a good win. It wasn't the, the, the easiest performance on the eye. Um, I, I don't think, I think Bristol turned up and, and made it a tough game, made it a gritty game and horrible. But if we can win games like that, then I think we're, we're going to go far because they're the, they're the hardest games to win. It's, it's all well and good winning games of football that are free-flowing and open and we can pass the ball and, and tear teams apart. But winning those games that are a battle has always been an issue for Charlton and it was an issue when I was at Wimbledon because <laughs> we, we, we knew if we, we fought and we scrapped Charlton wouldn't really like it so the fact that we can now do that is, is always a good sign and you had a, a new job yesterday joining Terry and Greg on commentary do you enjoy thinking of becoming the new John Watson when you retire um, do you know what I might as well I've, I've got to do something after football <laughs> so, so why not but no it was it was good they, they were brilliant with me um, and I enjoyed it so I'd like to say yeah I want to do it again but I don't really want to be suspended again so <laughs> I'd like to, at some point, be able to commentate on a game that I'm rested for. Um, <laughs> but outside that, no, I don't want to do commentary. <laughs> I mean, Lee, Lee was saying that, obviously, you don't want to be suspended yesterday, but the rest, it, with all your international duty and your travelling you've had, has, has it done you well for, with Tuesday coming up as well? Well, I suppose we'll see Tuesday. Um, but no, I, I've trained this morning and I feel good. Um, I, I feel better than I did. If I'm honest, Tuesday night, I, I went into Tuesday night on about eight hours sleep in four days. So... I didn't hurt though, did it? No, no, no. <laughs> it, it hurt after the game, if I'm honest with you. I've, I've been achy. Um, and it's just one of those things you, you have to sacrifice something, especially when you want to play for your country. Um, and I'm, I'm honoured to be able to do that. So it's, it's kind of come at a good time, if anything. Um, so I'm, I'm glad of that. And we need to go and cement the, the last three wins in the league um, with a, another good performance on Tuesday night. It was a tough one up at Burton. I think they've got a half decent home record. Obviously, a championship team last season. So. But as I was just saying to Nicky, like Charlton on, on this good run now, so you've got, really got to worry about yourselves, have you? Yeah, I mean, we're on a good run and they're, 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 they're no pushovers. Um, they are a good team. I think they've had some really good results this year and, and they seem to know what they're doing. So it's going to be a tough game and, and at the end of the day, nobody's going to roll over and let's stick to our bellies. Um, so we'll, we'll have to keep, keep pushing hard and keep working and, and hopefully be able to go and get the results and the goals needed to win the game. Back inside it comes to Reeves, instant ball into the box, Taylor's there, so is Victor Kiley, it drops to ground! Yes! Come on! Has buried the goal that could give Charlton the three points! Charlton Live. Welcome back, this is Charlton Live on Maritime Radio Live on your Sunday evening coming to you from the Valley, just heard there from Lyle Taylor. Um, you are saying, Lewis, earlier, he's really sort of, he's really come into the spirit of Charlton, hasn't he? Oh, definitely, yeah, and it's just he has such a nice vibe around him all the time. Like he just he he bonds with the fans. Um, like I said about him going down and supporting the women's game, I think that's the second game he's he's sponsored mm. uh, for the women, which is um, which is great for them to have him down there. So I suppose it's nice for them to have the have the men's again with Nikki and Jose down there as well, have the support of the men's side, uh, and he just speaks like, so well. And I think. He's that he's that personality that um, that we we miss, you know. Like we've lost 
um, Johnny Jackson from a playing side. I think you're looking at towards someone that could replace him as that cult hero. And you're looking at Lyle Taylor. You know, you've got Chris Soddy there at the moment for his longevity with with Charlton and, and the fact that he's been with us for so long. But Lyle Taylor's only been there since since the summer and he seems to be winning absolutely everybody over um, from the top to bottom of the club. Interesting what he had to say about how when he was at Wimbledon, he, they knew that Charlton were a bit of a soft touch. Very interesting that he said that, in fact. Uh, and I think it's probably fair as well, don't you? Um, mm. I think that we were prone to getting beaten up by by teams who uh, who knew what they were doing, and, uh, and I think that's probably fair. Uh, and I think uh, we've got a different uh, mentality and different approach to us now. We're we're a steelier side than we were uh, back then, I think. And uh, uh, and Lyle's part of that. Um, he, I think he plays better when he's angry, actually. But mm-hmm. uh, and but he's always going to get cards as a result. Yeah. Um, and echoing what Lewis said, I mean, there were um, tweets coming in yesterday while while we were commentating. Um, and uh, from people who uh, couldn't make it to the game, obviously that's why they were listening. And they said, "Oh, um, my my child, can you say hello to my child because he's a great fan of yours?" You know, when we have been able to come down, uh, and, it's, and he did, he, he did exactly that. He said hello to them by name, and then said, "Every time, look, if once you get to the valley, let the let them know you're here, uh, and I'll come out and sign something." Yeah. Him. So it wasn't just a fact. Oh, come and say hello, and, and I'll wave to you. Come and say hello. I'll, you know, we can do photo opportunities. I'll sign something yeah. for you. Not a problem. Well, there's a great one today, actually. So, obviously, we'll move on to the women's game now. But we were sat in the stands. So obviously, you've been to, to the Oakwood. Yeah. There's the, the director's box, which is actually quite far away. Yeah. The stand by the side of the pitch. And we, we went and sat in the stand. And all of a sudden, I see a couple of young girls leading Lyle down to the stand. And, and basically, what had transpired is they'd gone up and said, Oh, my, my nan's down there. Do you mind coming and meeting? And, and he walked all the way down. He said, oh, I'm here to have a photo with you. And he sat with her and chatted with yeah. her for five minutes. Like, really he uh, absolutely loves it. Now, as we said, we were at the women's game uh, this, this afternoon um, against Crystal Palace. The, the, the club had put uh, had done a big push to try and get a big old crowd in. And it was, it was over a 100% increase. There was just under 500 people there uh, to, to cheer the girls on. Um, and it's, it was a great day. I mean, we all hate Palace. Uh, there's a, a few Larry fans over on that far side. So uh, oh, it was man. great to shut them up with the last <laughs> kick of the game. And it was such a bizarre goal as well. So, so Charlton would have gone 1-0 up sort of 10, 15 minutes in. I think it was uh, Lizard Juppie we spoke to on, on the show a few weeks ago. And she said she wanted to start scoring a few more. Well, ever since we spoke to her, I think she scored six in about three or four games now. So she's uh, she's banging them in. And then we let her foot off the gas. Palace equaliser from a corner uh, right on a stroke of half time. And then the second half, I mean, again, it took Charlton a while to get into their stride. But that last 10, 15 minutes, I mean, Palace were just camped on the edge of their box and we were pushing and pressing Charlie Clifford had come on in the last 10 minutes and she was getting forward and it was li- it was the, the very last kick of the game there was a scramble uh, it broke to Charlie she side footed into the bottom corner I mean it was a brilliant finish everyone in the stand was up and celebrating we were halfway <laughs> to getting on the pitch and then the linesman's put the flag up on the far side and we're like what's this because there's no obvious offside and it's still confusing as to what actually happened uh, but the referee went over had a little conversation changed his mind gave the goal and then blew for full time so it was the very last kick of the game the Palace fans on that far side were furious we were all waving giving it large to him it was a great afternoon uh, there at the Oakwood and then afterwards we, we hung about because we wanted to speak to Ratish uh, Mishra uh, the, the manager uh, of the team and of course Charlie Clifford the, the match winner so we spoke to him both uh, after Ratish is up first and he's, uh, he admitted that there is no better way uh, to win a game than with the very last kick of that game 
I know what for one one reason no time for the opposition to score. I don't think even they had time to take the the kick off afterwards. Still in a little bit of shock really. I don't actually know exactly what happened, but listen, no better time to win a game than right at the death. Um, so we're thankful that happened for us today. And obviously Charlton were the team that were putting Palace under all the pressure in that last mm. ten, fifteen minutes and yeah. it's just at one point it just felt like it was never gonna come. Yeah, you, you do start to get that, that feeling towards the end of the first half. I thought we you know we started the game pretty well. Um, Palace you know, had a quite a clear game plan. They didn't really put much pressure on us, tried to frustrate us, and I start, they started to do that in the first half. Um, and they got their goal kind of against the run of play, but I think we gifted them the goal. And then, uh, like you say, the second half we had a few chances, but when you start um, you know, seeing the clock go down, you think it might not be your day. But I think credit has to go just to the, the players, um, not just those who started, but those who came on, showed the right attitude. Um, Charlie, who got the winner, um, I think it's a, it's, it's a great moment for her. She's gone through a you know a, a tough week, and I'm really pleased that she was able to come on off the bench and, and score the winner for us. I think that signifies us as a club at the moment. We've got a lot of players who are willing to fight for the team right to the end. Um, so I'm pleased for it. And it must be always slightly pleasing as a manager when it's a player that you bought on who who made the match winning uh, play. Yeah, I, I think the the credit has to go to the player, and we've been fortunate this season so far that subs we've made have normally had an impact and today was no different and I think it's down to actually their mindset of coming on not kind of um, being too disappointed that they're not playing but knowing that they can change a game and have an impact I think Charlie did that today um, as did Gemma they're both kind of I think involved in the goal I don't know actually I don't even know what happened but <laughs> all I know is Charlie scored it so um, look 2-1 two, uh, two, three points unbeaten still at home um, it was not a pretty game of football. It's not. It's probably one of the most difficult games to be involved in since I've been here. Very scrappy. Um, they made they made it quite scrappy. So credit to them. They frustrated us. But we seem to have this thing against against Palace. You know, we 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 always seem to come come back and and win something right at the death. And fortunately for us, um, it's happened again. You know, some people say it's luck. It's happened quite a few times now. So I'm, I'm going to put it down to our character of the players rather than luck. But look is a game that I think we can forget about quite quickly and move on. Uh, we saw Kit walking around in, in a boot today and obviously Gemma yeah. wasn't fit enough to start. So yeah. you've got your injury problems today. I mean, what, what's up with Kit, first of all? Yeah, Kit's got a little uh, issue with her ankle. So she's in a, in a boot for precaution, really. I think a little bit more time on the sidelines for her. Gemma has had a, a couple of weeks out, so she recovered. Um, she looked quite sharp in training this week. We need all our players, all the squad. You can see that um, when things aren't working, during the game, we have to have options on the bench. Um, so I think we've had that throughout the season so far. Um, you know, Hannah Church is another big blow. She's um, out for a little while for us. Um, just still unsure as to how long. But um, she, you know, she picked up a knee injury last weekend. Um, having said that, the rest of the squad look fit and fresh. I think we can get fitter. I think we can get a bit sharper. Um, but we're in a good place at the moment. Oh, yes, it's, you have so much mixed emotions because you just think it's not going to go in and it's not going to be our day, but then when it does go in, you, you just go crazy. <laughs> and what on earth was going on with the, the referee and the linesman as well? First, it seemed like it had been ruled out and then overruled as well. Yeah, so I think they, they started to overrule it, um, but then uh, something to do with someone standing in the way of the keeper, um, but not sure, but it's given, so happy days for us. Yeah, I mean, Charlton have been putting on so much pressure in that last 10, 15 minutes as well. And it was getting to that stage where we're wondering if it's ever going to come. I guess. Yeah. So it was just finding that that final slip pass, the final final touch, final shot. But obviously we just kept working hard and kept pressurising, and thankfully it came off in the end. And it's always nice to get one over on Crystal Palace, isn't it? <laughs> always. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I 
can't remember the last time they beat us, so we just got to keep that winning streak going, especially take it into the next game. Yeah, from yourself, obviously you came on with about sort of 10, 15 minutes mm -hmm. left to go. I mean, is it easy to get into a game like that when everyone else is already sort of in, in the flow of it? It's like, yeah, it is, but obviously with today, the girls made it easy for me to come on and they made it easy for, for us as a team because we just kept working hard. We kept doing the things that our management team had asked of us um, and, and thankfully we, we got the points in the end. So. We'll see the unbeaten home record continues mm -hmm. and Charlton doing so well in the league in our first season in the Championship. Yeah. You must be so pleased with how it's gone so far. Oh, definitely. So we, if we would have dreamt to have been where we are right now, um, with all the girls that have come in um, and the girls that we've kept, we've just been working hard as a group, um, working hard with the management team, making sure that our fine details are, are right going into games. Um, and obviously being at the Oakwood, having the fans that were here today and having that fans behind us just helps us push through. Um, and, and yeah. It's because there's a bumper crowd today, just under 500, which is probably the biggest crowd of the season quite comfortably. Yeah. And it's great to see the Charlton fans coming out and obviously you guys rewarding them with that last minute winner. Oh, definitely. And do you know what? It helps obviously with the, the men's team promoting us as well, like being at the Valley yesterday, doing doing bits and pieces with them. Um, so having that background obviously helps to get, get people coming to our games. And today we've done a lot of promotion and there was a lot of kid activities going on, obviously having the upbeats here. Um, so all in all, it's just a very Charlton day. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think the team can achieve this season? Oh, if we can keep working hard and keep doing what we're doing best, um, you know, we don't know. Like we, we just got to keep working hard. Um, as long as we keep doing that, then we could be second. Like we, we're just going to aim for as high as possible um, and just believe that anything is achievable considering what we've done so far. So there we are, the match winner, Charlie Clifford, speaking to us. And, of course, uh, Ratish Mishra, uh, the, the manager as well, after the 2-1 the win for the ladies over Crystal Palace. And uh, it was an enjoyable uh, afternoon, wasn't it, Lewis, down there? Oh, it was brilliant, yeah. And it was good to see so many people down there. And run um, over. So it was a bit of a different performance, really, from what we saw the first game of the season when they when they beat Aston Villa. But it's, it's always good to beat Palace, isn't it? it mm. Can't say we beat them very often in the men's team, so it's nice to go down there today and get one over. They really get the chance the these days, unfortunately. Exactly. Right, uh, exactly. Tuesday evening we're heading up to the the Midlands, taking on Burton Albion. Our first must be our first game with them, or maybe our first game for a very long time against them. Uh, uh, you say they're, they're down in fourteenth, had a, had a nasty uh, defeat, didn't they? On uh, was it Blackpool beating Blackpool. three three nil uh, yesterday? I mean, but as I said to to Lyle and to Nicky, I mean. You, you go to that game and you're the team who's won their last three and you're the team that's in the playoffs. You don't think about the other team. You think about, well, this is for us to, to continue doing what we're doing at this moment in time. Absolutely. I mean, the, you know, it's always Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, you're always going to uh, throw up uh, problems for us because of the size of the squad. Um, but uh, it, it, we should be buzzing, and quite rightly so, on the back of uh, on the back of what we've achieved uh, recently. So, and Lyle Taylor's back. So, um, you know, the, the striker potency is, is, is at full tilt. Um, you've got uh, Paddy Bauer uh, alongside Jason Pearson. You, you know they're they're a rock in the back. Um, I like Anthony Dick still. I think um, he's grown into it superbly. So I think as a unit, um, the the area where, which I suppose is the most concerned is that midfield area because um, you know they're having to put in a lot of work. You'd expect George Lapsley to be in there again. Um, whether he'll risk Billy Clark um, from the start, probably not. So probably be on the bench again. So the team will probably be very similar, mm. with the exception of Lyle Taylor, I guess. Yeah, and 
yeah, I mean, there's there's no question about Lyle coming coming back in, and he just adds he adds so much to this team, and I think we'll be much more of a threat. I mean, he's saying we weren't a threat yesterday because we scored three goals, but we'll, we'll have so much more presence up top. And sometimes, I mean, when you, when you go to an away game where it's going to be difficult, you know, if you can have someone causing havoc at, at, at the top of the pitch for you, it, it could it could make all the difference. No question about it, especially with uh, Burton will be um, uh, um They'll be up for it, same you know, because it's against us, uh, and we're perceived to be a much bigger club in this league, um, and rightly so, I guess. Uh, we only ever played them once, and it was back in, back in the fifties. Oh, so uh, you were there then, too? So I was there, seven nil in the FA Cup. Yeah. Uh, but um, so they'll be up for it. I think again, it's like with most of our games, if we score first, then our fancy is to to, to to beat them. Mm. But um, we have to we have to show the same spirit and commitment that we did uh, yesterday. Well, hopefully uh, we do. I'm looking forward to, to getting up there to, to the Pirelli Stadium uh, on uh, on Tuesday evening. Hopefully we'll see as many of you uh, up there as possible. Right, we've run out of time on what's been a very busy uh, Charlton Live uh, this evening. So thank you to, uh, of course, Lee Boyer, uh, Lyle Taylor, Nikia, Jose, Ratish Mishra and Charlie Clifford for giving us uh, plenty of interviews. Uh, and to Lyle Taylor, of course, on, on the comms of you, you and uh, Greg as well. Um, Terry, uh, Terry, thanks for coming in this evening. Cheers, thanks everybody. Uh, good to have you back and uh, Lewis as well. Yeah, we've no had, worries, Lewis. We've had a lovely old day together, haven't we? We have, yeah. And, uh, yeah we look forward to <laughs> it's you. Always didn't, good to speak the palace. Didn't come to the pre-match Nando, so that was just me and no. Pops. But yeah, other than that, we've had a lovely old day together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, I've been Louis Mendes. Thank you for uh, tuning in uh, throughout the entire show. Hope you've uh, enjoyed it. I always enjoy it when we've uh, won, especially when we've won twice in one weekend. Um, so excellent let's hope we can stretch that winning run to uh, four uh, up at Burton Albion on uh, on Tuesday night but thanks for listening uh, we shall see you back here on Thursday evening with the big match preview looking ahead to next Saturday's game against Doncaster Rovers we shall see you later Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.